0: Hello everyone! Happy Thursday. The time is just flying by. I can't believe that we're already in October. Um, obviously Herman isn't here tonight. He is away with his family visiting the Grand Canyon. So I always enjoy when he's here for the Facebook live sessions, but you're stuck with just me tonight. Tonight, I'm going to be talking a little bit about spooky season and the spooky challenge since we have that going on right now in our Facebook group, Amelia's Dressage Club. I have a few questions to answer, and if you have any other questions, feel free to leave them in the chat. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Just Jump It. Hey, Ross. Good to see all of you. It was so hot here in California. I, we didn't really have a very hot summer, but today we get Santa Ana winds that come for in from the desert, and it was like 95. It was like the hottest it's been the whole summer. So I definitely was feeling the heat today, and I think the horses were too because since the days are getting shorter, all of my horses have started growing their winter coats because that's what, when the days start getting shorter, that's what tells them to grow their coats. And then all of a sudden it's like super hot. And so they were all like definitely very sweaty and feeling it today. So I tried to be a little easier on all my horses, give them lots of walk breaks. But I did have a virtual lesson with Luigi. Luigi's my young horse. And uh, with a trainer that I ride with in Colorado named Sue Hallez. And it was was really good. I think in-person lessons are the best. Like nothing replaces having an in-person lesson. But it's amazing with technology that you can do video lessons and they actually work quite well. So the main thing that we were focusing on in my lesson with Luigi today was absolute obedience to the driving aids. And I think this is something that we need to work on with all of our horses. But basically, your horse has to be in front of the leg. Your horse has to be self-going. What does that mean? That means that they respond to the smallest aid possible. So with Luigi, for example, sometimes in the walk-canner transition, Sue was telling me, she's like, your leg is like back on the corner of the saddle pad. Like you have to try to make your leg aids more and more subtle and then expect that your horse reacts to a more subtle leg aid rather than always going to that bigger leg aid to get the reaction to happen. So that's what we were really working on today with Luigi was expecting him to stay in front of my leg, expecting him to react to the smallest aid possible. And then there's a fine line between like having that expectation, getting those reactions, but then not chasing him around the ring. So like get the reaction and then sit there and be quiet and be able to bring him back a little bit more and get the reaction, sit quiet and bring him back more. But it's super important as you move up the levels that you really have that absolute obedience to your leg and that your horse is in front of the leg so that you can do more complicated things. Because if you're having to put so much leg on just to get your horse going forward, then it's really hard to do a half pass or a flying change or anything else. So um, that was definitely the main focus of today's lesson, and it got a lot better. But lessons are wonderful. I am such a huge believer in education, in continuing to learn, in continuing to improve. And remember that the word dressage, it means training. I think we forget that, but you have to enjoy the training. You have to enjoy the learning, and realize that 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 is the sport we do. The sport we do is basically training. It's not about reaching a destination or, you know, getting your gold medal or anything like that. It's just about the process and it's just about the learning. So, alrighty, let me know in the chat what you're working on with your horse. We have 79 people watching, so I wanna hear what you were working on with your horse in today's training. Let's see, Laura, hi, Laura. She said it was in the 80s, but then it's going to be in the 60s. Yes, it is the most difficult to get your horse in front of the leg. Hi, Barbara, hi, Stephanie, awesome. Okay, one thing that I wanted to ask of everyone who is here watching live is I've produced a ton of free content and it's amazing to see how much we are helping the horse world to ride better, to have better relationships with their horse. One thing that would really help me out is anytime that you see a video or you get an email from me or there's a reel that you see on Instagram, anytime you see something and you think of a riding friend that that could help, please share it with your friends. The more that you help me to spread the word of Dressage for All and to share my content and my videos, my free stuff, the more that you can share that with other people, the more people that we can help and the more people that we can bring into our communities. But I need your help to do that. So that is my request for you this week. I would really, really appreciate it if you could just take the time, you know, to forward an email along or to tag a friend in Facebook, um, anything. I think I have like a ton of sweat and dirt in my eyes. So I apologize. I didn't even wash my face after I got home from the barn. Truth be told, good thing you're not in the room with me because I don't smell that good. All right, let's see. Working on geometry. Fantastic. Stephanie's working on keeping my shoulders back. Awesome. Oh my gosh, it's snowing in Canada. Do I use Pivo for my virtual lessons? So no, what I do for my virtual lessons is I actually have uh, my assistant Kane, she does all the video work for me. She actually films with our our camera and then we hook the camera into Zoom and that gets a really good quality image. So it's a bit more labor intensive, but it works out better. So let's see, working on leg yields, uh, wondering how to develop medium gates. Okay, that's a good question. So the way that you develop medium gates is through tons and tons of transitions. So you do not want to just like go diagonal, medium, diagonal, medium, diagonal, medium, because probably what's going to happen is your horse just just going to rush, go faster, or fall on the forehand. What you want to do is make the trot small, make the trot big, make the trot small, make the trot big. I would say like five or six steps, small trot, five or six steps, big trot. So that you teach your horse to carry and take weight on the hind leg and then push and then carry and take weight on the hind leg and then push. Because a medium pace technically requires collection to do a medium trot, to do a medium canter. So you really want to have that hind end under and engaged. The other great exercise to help with your medium trots is to add in something lateral before or after. So doing one of my favorite exercises for medium trot is to go up the quarter line, leg yield to the rail, and then ride medium trot. Um, That's a really, really good exercise, or to do shoulder in into a medium trot, that that we were actually doing today with Luigi and that really helped him because the shoulder in gets the engagement of the inside hind leg and so then when you go on the diagonal to do the medium your horse is already engaged so hopefully that helps you okay next thing on my list is the spooky challenge so in Amelia's dressage club my team and I have been brainstorming. We're like, we want to get people excited and encouraged and like posting pictures of their horse. And so we thought, well, you know, it's October, Halloween, let's do the spooky challenge and people can post things that their horse is afraid of. And so there's been some very funny posts. There's also been some posts that are a little bit scary of people falling off, which I never like to see that. I never like to see that people get hurt or people fall off. Um, It happens as part of our sport, but we would like to avoid it because it's no fun. When you hit the dirt, it's not good for your horse. It's not good for you. It's just not good. And so one of the themes for our business as we're kind of going into the winter season is focusing a bit more on groundwork because if your horse is super spooky or tense or nervous, at least for me, I don't really want to get on those horses. Um, I've I will. I've never wanted to get on a horse that's like super spooky or tense or nervous. And so I always resort to doing groundwork. Uh, there should be a PDF linked like either above or below this video that's a test of your horse's ground manners So definitely download that PDF and it just takes you through five simple exercises that you can do within like two or three minutes to kind of get a sense of how your horse's ground manners are because the way that you interact with your horse on the ground affects your riding. And also it's very important that your horse is, paying attention to you and respectful of you before they get scared. That's the mistake that we that we make a lot of times is that we wait for our horse to get very afraid or worried about something and then we wonder why we can't control them. In order to help your horse cope with scary objects, you need to be proactive about it and you need to be proactive about really getting your horse uh, I want to use I. I don't like the word submissive because I think it has a negative connotation. But you really have to have your horse on the aids and paying attention to you before something bad happens. And so, like on the ground, the more that you're checking in, will your horse stop? Can you get your horse to put their head down? Can you ask your horse to back up? You have to do all those things before they get scared. If you wait for them to get scared and then they're in a panic mode, and their nervous system is going crazy, and then you start trying to control them once they're spooking, it's kind of too late. And same thing when you're riding, you know, you need to be proactive about, you know, if you are, are getting on a and a spooky horse, start out with your bending, start out with your serpentines, give your horse something to do. Don't just let them like go around and wait for them to get spooked. Um, I ride a lot with Yo Hinneman. He's a German master trainer. He's amazing. And he always talks about that. You want to get suppleness through submission. And what he means by that is that when you are interacting with your horse, what gets your horse supple and what gets your horse relaxed because relaxation is a part of the word suppleness. So basically what gets your horse relaxed is you being in charge and you giving your horse a job to do. And we forget that, but because horses are instinctually very insecure because they're predators and so they're, or they're prey animals. So they're always thinking about what predator could be in the bushes is going to jump out and get them. So the best thing that you can do for your horse is to have confidence and give them a job to do. The worst thing you can do for your horse is like, Oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry, nothing's gonna happen. Like, being like backing off or questioning yourself is gonna make your horse more nervous. And so I think that the more confidence that you can have and the more of a plan and giving your horse clear direction, your horse is gonna feel better. So do your groundwork, that's the winter theme. I'm gonna be doing a lecture in November coming up on groundwork. And one thing that I really want to teach you all over the winter, since it's a time where maybe you're not able to ride as consistently and the weather gets tricky, is to really understand, for one, a bit more about the horse's psyche. I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research about horse's vision, horse's smell, horse's eyesight, how horse's brain works. And I think that we really need to take all of that into account when we are training our horses because it will help us to understand them better so that rather than just being frustrated at your horse when they're spooky or tense understanding why is that? Like, why are they spooky or tense? And then what can you do to help them through that rather than just getting frustrated? So it was funny, I was riding, I think it was Harvey. And um, I was riding him on the trail. And there was a place where the eucalyptus trees had like a bunch of the branches had fallen across the trail. And to me, for with my vision, I could very clearly see that it was, you know, the trail and there were just a few of these little, they're kind of like really long leaves, like they're not thick branches. So they're like these long leaves. And I could totally see like, okay, they're just leaves. It's fine. If I was just walking along, I would just walk right over them. But Harvey was very skeptical of them because they weren't there the day before and Horse's vision is much darker and much more peripheral than ours. So they can't see as well in front of them and they can't see like as much definition as we can. So knowing that, even though to me it's obvious, and I'm looking and I'm like, it's just the same trail, and there's these leaves over it, Harvey was very concerned about it and very worried about it. And I needed to just give him a little bit of time to bring his head up and down so that he could really assess what was going on there, look at it a little bit to the side. And then he went right across the branches. But um, one thing that is extremely important to understand because we love our horses and we love to ride them is really how they see the world and how they perceive the world so that then we can adapt our training to suit that. And I think that that is, that is a true horseman. And that is one thing that I am always aspiring to be is how can I be a better trainer? How can I be a better rider? How can I have more empathy and understanding for my horse? And then that allows me to become a more effective rider and trainer. So that's my lecture for today. I'm looking at my notes. I think I have, um, Everything. Oh, I was going to talk about, for those of you in the 30 Days to Round Challenge, everyone has been doing so good on their groundwork exercises. It's so fun to see how many people are spending the time doing the groundwork before they get on their horses and seeing a big difference with getting their horse supple, getting their horse round. It, It really does work. And I think sometimes I get lazy about doing groundwork and I'm like, oh, I just want to get on and ride. I don't want to do any groundwork. And there's days that I don't do groundwork, especially with the horses that I've had for a long time. Like Harvey, I've, I've had him for six years now. So I've ridden him five days a week for six years. And most days I don't do any groundwork on him. But when I have a young horse or a green horse or a new horse in training, I always spend that time on the ground. And I shouldn't say, okay, I should rephrase that. With Harvey, I hand walk him every day and I do focus on the groundwork with him. I do make him stop. I do make him back up. I do make him put his head down. So even if, even though I don't necessarily say like, okay, I'm going to go out and spend 15 minutes doing quote unquote groundwork before I get on him. It is something that I do, and I check in with him when I'm just leading him around, and certainly when I go to the horse shows. Same thing. Harvey's a horse that he's very sensitive. He's very hot, and so it really helps him. Like when he gets really nervous, I ask him to put his head down, and that helps him relax a lot. And I teach everyone that works for me at the barn, my groom. I'm like, hey, you know, when Harvey gets nervous ask him to put his head down and he immediately relaxes. It just makes such a big difference. So, okay. I have a couple of questions to answer and then I have to pack. I'm leaving tomorrow for Colorado to teach a clinic. I have a busy month coming up. So I'm going to Colorado tomorrow to teach a clinic. And then in two weeks on the 21st, I'm going to be in Salt Lake city, Utah teaching a clinic. So, I'm excited. I really love going and working with new students and new horses and just getting to meet some of you guys. I actually grew up in Colorado, so it's a little bit like homecoming. Okay, next question. First question actually is from Cindy. In a video, you said you like to do Oh wait. These are the wrong questions. Let me find the questions from today. Those were the questions from last week. On. Okay, here's today's questions. What exercises would be good to help my horse have more crossover with the hind legs during the leg yield and the half pass? Good question. So I would recommend doing some turn on the forehand. That's a good way to really get the crossing over of the hind legs. And then in your leg yield, if you want to get more crossing over, you have to make your horse go more forward and more sideways. So that would be how you get them to cross over is by pushing them more over and also making them go more forward. Okay, this is a good question from Kelda with the fall weather Changing is there anything you change in your warm up or any particular riding plan changes? So, yes, Kelza, you just missed my lecture on groundwork, but definitely in the winter months when it's cold, when things are inconsistent, when you haven't been able to ride for a few days, do your groundwork exercises before you get on. Because I think I said at one time, spending five minutes of groundwork takes a lot less time than healing some kind of injury. So do some groundwork, um, spend more time walking. And the weather does really affect horses, I think more than we do. I always find it so funny when it's like cold and dreary out. For me, I want to just like curl up in my bed and take a nap. The horses, on the other hand, are like, yay, like it's cold out. Let's race around and be crazy. And I never really understand why that is, but do be aware that if the weather suddenly changes and it gets super cold, your horses are going to be a little bit fresh. Okay, next question is from Amy. This is a good question. How do you know if you are ready to ride with spurs? Good question. So I think that spurs can be a useful tool. You definitely want to have the correct leg position and be in control of your legs before you add in spurs. So make sure that your toes are forward, your heels are down, you're able to give an aid, like give a little kick or a squeeze and then take your leg off, that you're not clamping on or gripping with your heels. Because if you do that with a spurt, you can sometimes like take the hair off of your horse's side, which is never a good feeling when you give your horse a little spur rub. So once you have the correct leg position, though, the spur can be a very useful tool to get your horse more reactive because the spur is a more precise aid than just your heel. So um, once you feel like you have a good leg position, try it out. I always recommend starting with a very short spur and a rounded end so that it's very soft, as opposed to like a big sharp row, you don't want to start with that. So hopefully that helps you. Um, alrighty, I think that is all of the questions that I have tonight. And like I mentioned, I have a ton of packing and preparation to do for my clinic. So thank you as always everyone for being here with me on Thursday nights. I love seeing all of your posts on Facebook. If you're in 30 days to round, I'm so excited for the end of the challenge and to see everyone's final videos. And enjoy your horses, they're wonderful animals. And don't forget to share my video with a friend, it would really help me out. Alrighty, good night everyone. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.